Welcome to the Ashenda Anemometer Autumnal Equinox Edition. That's the 21st of September 2019. Are you sitting comfortably? Oh dear, yes the air is definitely cooler, but I'm not going to light the fire yet. Got a pullover handy? Good. Then I'll begin. It might have been the warmest, wettest summer on record, but insect swimming sessions in the AA's rain gauge have been more of a sludge romp. There is something in the bottom of the rain gauge, but I don't think I want to talk about it. Best let gloopy gunge lie, as they say. Oh, note, warmest, wettest. Our wettest summer was actually 1912. The wind has been lamentably lax. A brief 34.9 miles per hour on the 20th last month, with 37 miles per hour on the 11th of this, were merely excuses for another alliteration. As if I needed one. Who, who said that? No need to be rude. I was talking about additional alliteratives, and my over-the-shoulder specialist spellchecker, whom I consult on all AA matters, says... That word doesn't exist, and I can spell it just how I like. So there. Beaufort broken branches were there none, save some extremely scrawny twigs, which were overdue for a clean-out. Background breezes? We have had a plenty, but nothing to threaten the pegged-out washing tenacious as ever. The highly technical Fitzroy storm glass has been taking all the weather variations in its stride. During the hottest spells, crystal atolls congregated on its surface. I am beginning to think this glass has a consciousness. Much like as in Andrei Tarkovsky's Solaris. Uh, you'll probably need to look that one up. As the storm glass is imitating, in reality, its imagined surroundings. In this case, the best match I have made to these crystal atolls is the Phoenix Island Group in the Republic of Kiribati. I have to say, this storm glass's mimicking abilities are amazing. Well, now we reach that fork in the road where offline readers have to consider whether they are really missing this month's meteorological miscellany. I encourage you to hardly grasp the nettle or mouse like Hector, log on and find out all about this month's F-word. Tempted to transport temporarily across media for this month's fervidly featured Fremantle Doctor? Go on, just like a Mackerson, it'll do you good. Who amongst you remembers Bernard Miles? Now I'm really glad you have chosen to join us online. We're going to dive into... The Fremantle Doctor. The Frio Doctor, or simply the Doctor, is the Western Australian vernacular term. Sorry, folks, I'm just going to go into a little bit of Australian here. The Western Australian vernacular term for the cooling afternoon sea breeze, which occurs during summer months in southwest coastal areas of Western Australia. Okay. I'll try and do this without the uh, added tint. The sea breeze occurs because of the major temperature difference between the land and the sea. The name, Fremantle Doctor, 
was in use early as the 1870s and was similar to equivalent terms of wind that occurred in South Africa and the West Indies. Please don't confuse it with the doctor. He speaks with a different dialect. Sorry, Dalek. So there's no way he could be mistaken for an Osmanian or an Oswomonian. Though with all the transgender androgyny about, it's getting much more difficult these days. And I'm forgetting who. He's a she. Uh, but we're not here to walk on the wild side. Now, follow this carefully. Furthermore, if a boy is a she, then the boy in Fremantle Harbour, which bears the same name, must also be brought to your attention. I really do hope you're following this. The Fremantle Doctor boy is indeed most worthy of your attention, for not only is this sculpture a weather station, it is also an Aeolian harp. Now, this is the point where I zip back together both manners of publication, and we must turn to our most important observation. What of Hector, you ask? Well, his integration moves on apace, such that he's now taken to flumping. This is where he moves at some rate towards a target destination, usually the comfortable mat by the sunlit French windows, and drops down, rolling onto his side almost simultaneously. Much sun plus little wind equals much flumping. The flump is usually a signal, all right then, a demand, for some defluffing to take place. A photo of a typical early morning flumping session is included online for your edification. Time to sum up this month's measurements. Maximum gust, 37 miles per hour. Not even worth a second class stamp home. Beaufort, three. That's being charitable. Hector's flump factor, again, three. Generous helpings of fur garnered. Rain gauge, uh, one-tenth of an inch of something very yucky. Identification attempts abandoned. Alliterations, an abundance of arguable argumentations. Maybe eight. No, make that nine. Puns, possible presence detected. Oh, once more, I can hear your groans from here. I promise to declare a pun-free zone next month. Oh, well. Now time for me to head off down to the 100. I did enjoy my steak there last week. Oh, and some hot news. The AA's outreach team will be flying to Belfast this coming month and will report back on Aeolian observations from this neat little town. That's all from me, Richard Phillips, usually found around 158 metres above sea level, but descending from 18,000 feet down towards Birmingham about the same time as you get to read this in the Burnwood News Edition. That's all from me. Bye.